Hello and welcome to Enough Said, the podcast by the mental health charity Independent Newham Users Forum. We are a regular service that provides mental health support services, access and lifestyle choices from Ithaca Care House in Stratford, the heart of East London. My name is Trevor and I am your host today. Uh, we have Malachi Howe, who is also known as the Unemployed Artist, as our comptroller. And Michael Ahern. Hi. And Stephen Cote. Hello. Uh, today's episode, we are going to be talking about mental health issues at job interviews. So, it seems to be that, according to the Guardian newspaper, job applications and interviews can be daunting for anyone, but for some of us, there is an added dilemma. How to explain that gap in my employment history? Should I disclose my mental health problem? And if so, will it affect my job prospects? So, is there an issue surrounding mental health and job issues? Job interviews, sorry, at work. Well, yeah, because um, there's a, you know, people are unsure what they're obligated to disclose at an interview. Mm. I suppose it must be similar, well, not similar, but a, kind of the type of thing where um, the prisoners don't know, or ex-prisoners don't know what they, you know, if they can um, mm. um, disclose their past too. So um, it's a difficult thing. And also, it, there's the added complication if you're going for a job interview with a mental health problem, mm. then at some point in the future, say you were to get the job, then mm. would they be, um, mm. uh, w- w- would they be, what was the word, um, compassionate about any problems you might experience? Maybe you go through, a, you get the job, and then about a month in, you might, ha- you know, have a bad few days. Are the employers kind of um, prepared mm. for that? When they're, um... I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. Can we go back to the comparison that you made to people who are at, uh, who have been to prison? Yeah. Because as somebody who's interviewed people for roles, I would say it, the issue for people with mental health is now more complex because with uh, people who've been to prison, there's that element of health and safety, protection of vulnerable adults, DBS checks, yeah. and even a sense of trust. So actually declaring that you have been to prison uh, for committing an offence is almost obligatory. Uh, whereas like something about the your health history, or your health care indeed, uh, that's more of a personal issue. And I feel that is... Um, it, I don't think they're facing the same kind of. Well, no, I'm. Fa- well, facing yeah. the same traumatic experience if they've been to prison to if they've got mental health issues. Yeah, but um, at, at the same time, it's something that um. Well, okay, so prisoners can't. I mean, they have that they're under an obligation to tell them about their past because you know yeah. of all these things you just highlighted. Yeah. But what what's a person with mental health problems what's their what's their responsibility to that to the mm. people that are interviewing them yeah that was a question yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean the thing is i i feel that um people i mean i've never really had to delve into people's uh, medical background um in terms of doing interviews uh i've had experiences where 
I've asked people um, if they've got any support needs uh, that they feel that may need to be addressed in, in terms of how uh, they operate and work or their ability to perform at work. But again, that is still down to the interviewee's discretion about what they want to say. I mean, Michael, if you had, you may want to chime in here, but if you had any experiences where you felt obliged or maybe confused about whether you should disclose uh, your medical history to somebody? Um, yes and no. I think it depends on who you're explaining it to. Okay. Could you, 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 you got, you got to trust that person and they're not going to use that, that information against you. So would it help if people who conducted job interviews created some sort of disclaimer to say that, to say that the information that is relayed or raised in a job interview won't prejudice an application? I think it would help. Uh, do you, have you had that experience where that's um, been put on the table, like a disclaimer about uh, not mentioning anything from a job interview? Um, not not personally, no. But um, I mean, the thing is, in a perfect world, you should be able to disclose your mental health problems. Yeah. And an employer should be able to take that on board and 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 be able to deal with it if you were, you know, in, got into some difficulty while you're in employment. Mm. So I mean, if you compare it to say being disabled, I mean, if you're disabled, you've got no choice. Yeah. But to um. Uh, but to disclose it because it's obvious for all to see. Yeah. So th there's no, there's no. Um, but you're talking it, about a physical. Yeah, a, phys a, a physical, physical disability, disability with, that people can see. You know, yeah. there's, there's no kind of way of bluffing through that, is there, or saying, yeah. or, or keeping that back. So there's there's a certain type of disability where yeah. you you have no choice but for the employer to know about it, and then you have got another type of yeah. um, disability, like a mental health problem. Yeah. Where um you you kind of I mean, the thing to I mean, what is the actual law about this? What is the law? What 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 are you expected to be able to say in interviews, and what are um, impl um, possible employers? What's their um, in the law? What is their responsibility to the interviewee? Uh, I mean, that's a hard one to find out. I'm just going to try and find out now. But I, as I understand it, I mean, people with um, a physical disability, a physical impairment. Uh, which may require um, crutches, wheelchairs, or a guide dog, for example. Uh, they can, I still feel these are individuals who can uh, conduct an interview without having to delve into the nature of a disability or why they're disabled, but just how they function at work. But um, in terms of telling a prospective employer, I mean, I think there's that category of, okay, we've got physical disabilities. I don't think they're obliged, but people who may be close to illness or developed an illness or they've got a long-term mental health condition, I think somebody, if, so, if somebody with a physical disability is having to declare what ailments they may have, I think they'll probably be expecting that from everyone just to, so that there's a fair and level playing field. But yeah. I think that leaves it open to a lot of prejudice and discrimination in terms of giving people maybe temporary or permanent contracts or higher or lower paid salaries. I mean, it feels like it could open it up to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michael, do, what do you think are the best ways to kind of practice uh, how to how to address your 
maybe medical history or mental health history um, at a job interview? Um, maybe if you had like a friend you trusted, you could do like a bit of a role playing thing. Yeah. So one of them becomes the employee, and you're the one sort of going through it, and then you could sort of go, and then you could discuss then afterwards. Yeah. Could could that have done been done different? Yeah. Was there another way? Another way of saying that? Okay. I mean, in terms of practice, it appears that there's uh, that for legal reasons, employers are supposed to avoid questions which are specifically asking you about mental health but you, they can ask you about topics which make you nervous or how you deal with stress and uh, they may even ask uh, why you have changed jobs recently or if you have changed jobs and if there are long, longer gaps in your employment history which I think most people can work out from a CV but if there's a long gap in your um, employment history what do you say about that you have to explain it as best you can I yeah. mean my CV's got many gaps it's almost all gap and yeah. um <laughs> and <it's> just, <laughs> yeah I took a break for four years um, um yeah it's very difficult um so you have to be clever mm-hmm. writing your CV because the questions will be asked about it yeah and so you have to make sure everything's covered, you know, every period of your life, there's something there, which, you know, even if you're ill, then, you know, there's the illness. So then, again, that can be brought up in the interview by the interviewee, interviewer. I mean, being on the other side of the desk asking uh, questions, what is the most awkward interview question that you've been asked that's related to your mental health? Um, I'd, 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 I've never been asked about mental, mental never health in an interview. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I'm thinking about is when individuals have to explain um, periods of unemployment, because I've worked with several volunteers before and uh, been supportive of their route back into paid employment. And I've always felt that a way to not avoid the subject of long gaps employment, but address it, is to talk about perhaps the philosophy that people have had or encountered or engaged with during that time or period of unemployment because um, generally on CVs there's this kind of standard of you put your name, you put your contact details, you put your personal profile, you put your uh, academic history, employment history and maybe a couple of hobbies and interests but I think if people get to a certain age, particularly if you're over 25 maybe people should say that this is my philosophy on life because I my experience of life outside of being in the workplace is just as important or as malleable as what I do in the office yeah is that yeah. possible I mean you can write anything down then can you <laughs> but, but but this is a way of addressing yeah, the, sure, um, sure. the the gap the so-called gaps in employment because do gaps in employment have to be um, seen as a negative? Well, I mean, if you're an employer and you look at someone's CV and you see that they've gone through mm. large parts of their life not mm. having a job and yeah. that it, some of the jobs, they didn't last mm. very long, yeah. then, you know, what are you meant to do? But from an <laughs> HR perspective, that can look bad. But from an employability perspective, is it the issue of an individual has been unfortunate to live in a wrong 
town part of town or the wrong environment to get the jobs that they're really good at yeah maybe i mean maybe employers should concentrate more on on you know their impressions of a person when they actually meet them and talk to them rather than what's written on a bit of a full paper mm. and or but you know or at least you know a balance of the two okay mm. your cv isn't great yeah but you we get on with you, you seem to you mm. know and uh, if you can kind of if like for your CV you can it sort of tells a story about your life yeah and they can see that at this point you may be ready to kind of mm. have a job and that's good but yeah it's difficult to balance I mean I mean to both of you do you think there's an issue where not declaring a disability let's say at the application stage can lead to problems in the future if there's an employment tribunal for example because perhaps an employer wasn't given all the necessary information to make reasonable adjustments in the workplace if they didn't know about your disability or a disability for example yeah I mean it, I, I mean sh surely it's incumbent on the um, employer to, to make it as easy as it can be if they employ someone with a mental health problem no but so, we're talking about the kind of uh, the disclosure side of it if the person doesn't disclose oh well, if doesn't that mean the employer is in a situation where uh they could be facing an employment tribunal but it's because they haven't made reasonable adjustments because they didn't know about the disability in the first place or as much as they should have known. well then you're advocating that that people with mental health problems should be as honest as possible with the employer to which is probably the best way to go do you think employers are ready to hear honest opinions about people, people's mental health? I don't know why you can't put employers into one group, can you? It's not, you know, it's like saying little Liverpool fans are awful, but <laughs> there are some that are probably nice. And um, so, you know, <laughs> it's so there's different types of employers and, mm. um, you know, I'm sure some of them are, are very good with, with people mm -hmm. with disabilities and mental health problems, yeah. but others uh, are probably not as good and probably haven't got the experience that others have. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's luck yeah. at some to some extent, isn't it? Okay. About, you know, how it's going to go. I mean, have you seen or experienced or heard of anyone that's been discriminated against in terms of facing... An employment opportunity and perhaps not getting it as a result of a disability or something that they've declared about their health background um i can't think of anything off the top of my head yeah any examples no i mean we had mentioned before about somebody like uh, for example donald trump and um, the medical review that he had at the beginning of the year, I think it was in January, yeah. and people were trying to say that he wasn't um, fit to work. And um, it's quite interesting because we're in a season of, I think, these are the Winter Paralympics, where we're now getting to see individuals performing at the, the highest athletic level at an, an international competition. Um, and these are really good advocates for... Um, having ability with a so-called disability yeah but um should employers perhaps get behind some of these for example the paralympians to kind of show their support towards being more inclusive of workers with disabilities in the workplace i, I don't know if olympic paralympians are um the best representation of disabled people why is that? <laughs> well, because um, these are very fit people who are, who are 
um, yeah, they might be disabled, but it doesn't mean they're not fit, and it doesn't mean they're not healthy, and it doesn't mean they're mm. not. And and they've got you know they've got money coming, they they spot they get good sponsorship deals there. Mm. You know, it's always you know as growing up, people were saying to me as a disabled person, you know, why don't you join a disabled sports club? It's like it's the only thing that disabled people can do yeah. to get on the on the national stage is to do sport. Yeah, it's kind of like maybe the same thing with black people in the like in the thirties when or the twentieth <laughs> century when. You know, yeah. just sport and, and entertainment was the only options to actually, in America anyway, to get anywhere. Yeah. And so with disabled, we sometimes feel like if we're not doing sport mm. or we're not a world famous physicist, then, you mm. know, we then people kind of are not sure what to do with you. I mean, Stephen Hawkins, uh, who's recently passed away, may rest in pieces, is a very good example of... Um, being very intellectual, highly competent, and uh, progressive with a disability. Do you mm. think that may be setting the bar too high, or is that a good example for people to say there's a range of no, things? No, he's a good example. We just, just need some more examples of people from other walks of life, apart from sport and, yeah. and Stephen Hawking. Okay. <laughs> and so and it doesn't seem to be... I mean, can you name a, a disabled celebrity who isn't Stephen Hawking or isn't to do with sport? Uh, that is Ian Jury. Okay, I'll give you Ian Jury. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing is, there, there's not a lot of platforms for people with. Maybe that's the problem. There's probably not a lot of platforms and not a lot of windows and not a lot of showcases for people with disabilities to say, look, hey, I can do exactly the same thing as everybody else. I think there's even a TV show. Uh, I might be mistaken. I think it might be called Silent Witness on BBC One where there's an actress oh, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. part of the um, kind of the crime scene investigation team. Yeah, sure. And she's given her own set with an office Well, space. even even El Dorado, the, uh, yeah. the, the great soap opera from, yeah. um, from the 80s and 90s, that yeah. they had a disabled character in it. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is that we, what we're talking again is about acting and celebrity. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, it's still in the same business. Yeah, I mean, should showbiz. should there be more provisions? Uh, let's say at the the front line level of workplaces and stuff like that. Yeah, and which workplaces do you feel can come further than they already are with um, incorporating? Oh, that, that'd be, that's difficult to say because I, I don't have experience of kind of working with in yeah. different industries so I, can, okay. I couldn't really but you've volunteered before I mean what, yeah. what what's your experience of recruitment through the volunteering process um, I've, I've always found it quite easy to volunteer even yeah. despite my disability so yeah I, I've never had any problem so what do you think like maybe voluntary organisations are doing that more private sector organisations could learn from? Um, empathy. Okay. Um, a realisation that your staff are more than just your staff. They're actually human beings with their own needs and problems and issues. And yeah, just, just a, a more compassionate um, employers, mm. uh, I think, are, yeah. are what's required. Michael, is it important for employers to make you feel like a human being in the workplace above all else? Yes. Okay. Um, so in terms of uh, uh, thinking long term about disabilities in uh, job interviews, um, how would 
what tips would you give um, people with a mental health issue on how to be honest in a, a job interview situation? Is it preparation? Yeah, make sure your CV is watertight and that you can explain every kind of absence and every you know every gap in your CV. Yeah, because it will be picked up on, and and so it might it might be that. You have to disclose your mental health problems just because to explain the gaps in your CV and to explain it. Mm. But be prepared to do that and hopefully, you know, you'll get a, a sympathetic employer or an employer who's able to um, um, utilise you like, fully, you know, that you're able to feel like a, like a, just like a, everyone else, a member of staff and you, you just support it like everyone else is. Cool. Michael, have you got any tips? Um, feeling confident to actually say what you've got. Okay. Cool. So um, that's um, our thoughts on uh, mental health issues and job interviews. Um, if you'd like to um, know more about this, uh, there are web links online. Uh, particularly by the Guardian newspaper. They also, the Guardian actually also do a mental health. They've also got a mental health section. Yeah. So they have regular articles about mental health in the Guardian, and under a specific section. Cool. So you can find out more uh, about this if you uh, go through the website www.theguardian.com forward slash careers forward slash careers hyphen blog forward slash mental hyphen health hyphen at hyphen work uh, but also if you google search uh, metro um, ways to tackle mental health questions is another option or if you go to the website www.recruitmentgrapevine.com and google search the words is it legal to ask questions about mental health during a job interview um, so uh, thank you for taking part Michael bye Thank you again, Stephen. Bye-bye. Um, I've been your host, uh, Trevor Jones. If you'd like to know more about the mental health charity Independent New Amusers Forum, feel free to visit us on our website, www.inuf.org. That's www.inuf.org. Or you can follow us online through Twitter via at inuf underscore T-H-E-C-H-A-R-I-T-Y That's at I-N-U-F Underscore T-H-E-C-H-A-R-I-T-Y We have workshops, activities and events From Monday to Friday on weekdays And a new activities sheet comes out once per month Which is available um, if you join as a member Or choose to visit the website Uh, Thank you for listening Don't forget to subscribe